0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is April Dion, and thank you for joining me for Conversations Amongst Friends. On tonight, we will be talking about what is your spinach, meaning what is your superpower, what gets you going, what is the one thing that is your basically your confidence booster. Like, for instance, when I'm going out with my friends, my spinach is lashes. I love lashes. I have to put them on. Sometimes I feel like the bigger, the better. That's just my thing. Um, But that's my spinach when I'm getting ready to go out. It's like when I have on my lashes, I feel invincible. But your spinach can be something much deeper. Some people's spinach is family. You know, when you're with family, you feel invincible. Some people's spinach is their mate. Some people's spinach is love. Some people's spinach is sex. It's just you never really know what someone's strength is or where they gather or gain their strength from. So basically, this is what this episode is about. I just want you to think about some things, you know, kind of open your mind to really what is your superpower. And also really just listen because I am a firm believer that all of us are connected we go through certain things we meet people for a, a certain reason and we are all here we are all here to help each other so you know take a listen maybe something that Brock is saying may help somebody I'm not sure I know he helped me it was amazing, but he helped me. So I hope this episode blesses you. I hope you get any and everything that you need from it. And always, again, remember, if you have something that you want to say, please leave us a message. If you have a question for Brock or myself, leave a message. Um, if you're enjoying you know, the, the episode itself, applaud it you know, and just have fun and, and, you know, just listen and I'm gonna just stop talking now (laughs) because I want you to really enjoy this episode. So again, this episode is called what is your spinach? It is a good friend of mine named Brock and myself, and also his Yorkie named Zoe. So um, I hope you enjoy. Have a good night. Good morning, wherever you are, just have a good one. All right, y'all. Bye. Hello, everybody, and this is Conversations Amongst Friends. I am sitting here with my friend Brock, and today's topic is going to be, what is your spinach? And by that, I mean, like, what is your... I guess your, your superpower, your, what gives you your strength? Like on Popeye, when he would eat spinach, he would get strong and beat Bruto's ass. Wasn't it Bruto? Pluto? Uh, Brutus. Brut. No, I think it was Bruto. You should Oh, no, Br- really? I don't no. Know, I'm not Brutus. I'm <laughs> Whoever, sure. yeah. the brute guy. Okay. Two, brute. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he would whoop his ass. So. Today, we were um, talking, and it's just like, well, what is your spinach? So, we're going to get Brock's take on what his spinach is, and I'm going to think about it and kind of tell you what my spinach is. And if you guys, you know, if you have a spinach or something that gets you going or gives you super strength, then you can always leave a message. Um, you know how we do. So here is Brock. He's gonna tell you what his spinach is. First of all, Brock, how are you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm 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 good. I'm interesting, you know. Uh, I, I never I'm never too uh you know, never too bored. I <laughs> of I'm course, to stay out of trouble. Right. I'm trying to. Say, I'm not doing a good job, but I'm trying to stay
0: out of trouble. Well, well, what would you say is? Oh, and and I'm sorry, y'all. I need to let y'all know that we have an extra special guest. Her name is Zoe, and she is a Yorkie. And I want to put her in my bag and take her home with me, but Brock won't let me. So, but anyway, I'm
1: the only black man. On, I'm the only straight black man on earth sitting around with a seven pound Yorkie problem.
0: For real. For, no i'll take that back no no because there's this guy that i know he doesn't have a yorkie his dog is ugly but <laughs> but the dog was sweet and i really liked the dog and he walked around all masculine he like six one dark skin look like from the caribbean and he got a little fucking ankle biter and i was like oh that's so sweet yet yeah, kind of gay but i can dig it because i'm a dog lover but he thought his dog was going to give him some pussy that night and it didn't work. He even asked me. He was like, my little dog didn't work. No, nigga, that dog didn't work. Anyway, Brock, <laughs> what is your spinach and why?
1: Um, So for me, the thing is, is that I've been searching, right? I've been searching for the thing probably my whole life that's supposed to be. The stability, or the ground, or the anchor—that—that that is, you know, for all intents and purposes, supposed to be the spinach. You know, Popeye would say, "I'm strong to the finish because I eat me spinach." I'm Popeye the Sailor Man, right? So,
0: damn, I didn't even know to say yes. Yeah, that's how <laughs>
1: I used to be a huge Popeye fan. Okay, so, you know, he had olive oil. Um, so here's the thing: my spinach, <laughs> at this point in my life, is is sex. I I I mean the way I grew up was real odd because I grew up just about that time I was 12 years old the first time I saw hardcore porn
2: mm-hmm.
1: right so I was growing up at the time when broadband internet was just starting to hit
0: so you didn't have to deal with the dial up the
1: I did at first okay. I did probably till I was about 16 okay. but at Which is like point, two we, years
0: ago. Just kidding.
1: <laughs> 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 that would make me uh you 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 would right. be going to jail. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh I think until I was about 16, and at that time, you know, we had lime wire, so I, uh-huh. I could never work lime wire. I every time I tried to do a torrent, I would fuck up my computer, so I just stopped doing it. But okay. I had homeboys who could, so they would make the equivalent of a mixtape for me, but out of porn. So <laughs> right? Really? Yeah. Well they so I had homeboys that would be like, yo, I got that new I got that <laughs> new DVD for you. I'm like, oh word. Alright. So I was probably like 14, 15, I had uh, you know, I had a PlayStation, PlayStation play DVDs on it. So mm-hmm. I'd be sitting in my room and if I didn't have access to that like at the times when I didn't have those my mom is a big movie lover. Okay. So, I would go look for all the rated R movies, mm-hmm. and I would scour them for the sex scenes. So, I remember Interesting. the movie Double Jeopardy had Ashley Judd in it.
0: Yep. And that, yeah. And yeah. there was
1: a sex scene on the boat at the very beginning of the movie, and you could see just a just a glimpse of nipple. <laughs> that and the fake moans were all I needed. <laughs> Through the, day. the fuck okay okay <laughs> so um hell and they can show that stuff on tv they can show that much on tv now ever they since show nip more tuck. than that yeah that was because nip tuck had the full shebang i
0: never watched that
1: oh i used to of course yeah you <laughs> y'all can't see the motion i made but it's the one you think i made <laughs> um but yeah so my thing ended up being sex and Uh, Like I said, that goes back a long ways. My older brothers uh, lost their virginity when they were like 14. Mm -hmm. And I always, you know, as a 10-year-old, I was four years younger than my brothers. So I wanted to be just like them. So everything that they did, I wanted to emulate. They Mm -hmm. used to watch a show called Undressed that came on MTV. Did you ever watch that show?
0: It sounds familiar, but I don't remember.
1: Um, You probably would have been you you would have been in high school when it was on okay and it would come on and it was all about all these college kids that were just like fucking around all the time they were all like i think know. i
0: probably missed that show i don't i don't think i
1: watched that i didn't i didn't watch it very much cuz you know i was a kid i couldn't right. really get away with everything like that uh-huh. but i knew about it i had watched it a couple times uh my brothers watched it a lot And uh, like I said, I wanted to emulate them. And so, uh, you know, as I got older, I kind of found, you know, I watched, I watched, uh, you know, the American Pie movie and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I kind of glorified that idea that, you know, and and I, I think most men do, which is unfortunate. But I glorified that idea that, man, if I'm getting a lot of ass, that means I'm cool. That means I'm valuable. That means... You know, like most like men it. think, yeah. Yeah, and put a lot of my value in that. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that isn't just the mentality, but anything that you do can become addictive. There's no such thing as an addiction that doesn't have a precursor. Every addictive behavior that you think of, and anything can become an addiction,
2: mm-hmm.
1: has a precursor. So, you know, it can be your mom left. And so you started chewing your nails whenever you get nervous. Mm -hmm. And then as an adult, you find yourself chewing your nails anytime you get nervous. And you chew them down to the point that they bleed. Mm -hmm. Or you become a shopping addict. Or you become an exercise addict. Mm -hmm. So it just so happens in my family, Mm -hmm. sex addiction is a thing. My paternal side, me, my dad, my brother, my grandfather, none of us can stay out of places we ain't supposed to be. (laughs)
0: shit (laughs) it's a generational curse
1: (laughs) it truly is and the the bad part about it is that we're successful at (laughs) so it's reinforcing right uh now my brother is a lot more social than i am Mm -hmm. i'm i'm kind of introverted he's he's real gregarious he wants to be out there like he does his thing um and me i'm i'm a little bit more choosy like I'm I wait until I see something that I really like and then I go ham on it. Like right. I I can't stop. So um you know without getting into too much detail um the young lady I've been seeing more or less for the last year she comes over maybe two three times a week. Mhm. Um I can't stop. The whole time she's here, I can't <laughs> stop. I can't keep Wait a hands minute, I'm sitting
0: on the sofa in my safe. Uh yeah, my sofa ain't safe. Okay, because right? <laughs> <laughs> my sofa ain't safe
2: at all. Right. <laughs> my
1: sofa is not safe at all. <laughs> it really depends on the spur of the moment kind of thing. Uh, what I wouldn't do is invite anybody to casually lay on my bed. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I just wash my sheets, but then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, in any event, that's my spinach. Like, when I go to work, you know, and you and I work together. Mm hmm. You can tell there's a very distinct, or anywhere, when I'm around, um, you know, my friends outside of work, this, that, or the other, there's a very distinct difference between when I'm getting some and when I'm not getting some. It is. Um, it is. And like I said, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's the truth. When you have an addiction to something mm-hmm. and you don't have access to that addiction, mm-hmm. you know, with me being a, a, a kind of introverted person. If I don't have somebody I'm already, you know, hitched up with like that, it's hard for me to go, to have that confidence to go find somebody else. Right. Now, once I do, and they get in my domain, I, I'm bye I'm, Right. You can't, I, I'm winning. Right, right, I, right. DJ Khaled wants to you call You stupid. Me. <laughs> um, and another one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, point being... um, you got to be able to delineate between what makes you powerful mm-hmm. and what makes you think you're powerful. That's deep, though. So it can be the same thing. You can have access to the same thing. And you can think, damn, this shit is what got me. this is This is pumping me up. This has me gassed up. Right. And then at a certain point, you can cross the line where it's like, damn, if I don't have it, I can't function. This is people with weed, this is people with alcohol, sex, uh, video games, like anything, any kind of a any kind of escape, any kind of indulgence, anything you find decadent, you wanna do it all the time, you gotta know how to moderate between this is spinach and this spinach is fresh. Right. Or this is spinach and it's rotten. But I'm eating it because it's there. Right and
0: interesting
1: yeah so that's kind of and that's the that's the d- dilemma I have in my life I can I can get some one day and be like damn alright now I'm gonna write I'm gonna write you know six pages in that novel I've been working on I'm gonna write some poetry I'm gonna write a song you know I've been right you know we worked right. on songwriting earlier right um, I'm gonna go play piano I'm gonna work out go shoot some ball like clean my apartment I'm gonna do all this shit cause I got some ass oh my god It sounds empowering, right? The problem is, when I'm not getting it, I stop doing that stuff.
0: Brock, I think I got a problem. So, and I'm going to tell you. Okay. Okay, so, for the past six months before I met the last dude I was fucking with, I went into this very dark place. Very dark place. Now, nobody knew I was in that place. And... You were probably wondering, like, why is April talking to me all the time? Or whatever the case may be. Yeah, that was that was, that was new. But what it was was that I felt so close to you because of the things you had shared with me. But I wasn't ready to share with anybody. And it's like, I knew some of the things that you told me I was also experiencing. But I didn't want to share with anybody. Bro, I was in a very bad place. House looked a mess. I got to the point to where... I was getting to work late every day. You know, I was walking in whenever the fuck I wanted to. Um, I wasn't really talking to my family like that. I was fucking over, not not even fucking over my friends, but it was just like, I ain't want to talk to them. And I would fall out with them about any little thing. I don't give a fuck. I just don't like you right now. And it's other things that I really don't want to share right now. Right. But um, it was just, I went in this very dark place. So, Like, clothes piled up. Like, Brock, it was bad. It was really bad. So, once I met this guy and we had those conversations and it's like a light went off of me or a fire was lit. And as soon, when I tell you, I cleaned up. I started buying candles. I started getting my nails and toes done again. I shaved my pussy, like, because I knew fucking was coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, I started doing those things that I used to do on a regular basis. And... My friend told me, she said, well, April, maybe you were just lonely. Maybe I was just lonely, but my love language, the very first one is physical touch. I have to have someone around, but it's okay for me to be by myself. I can be by myself, but as soon as he came in the picture, that fire was lit, and now I'm good. Like All of a sudden, me and him are not really fucking around no more, but I started my podcast. I write poems now. I'm, I'm, I want to learn chess. I'm fucking studying tarot cards. I've signed up for voice lessons. I've signed up to damn for online class to do voiceovers. Like I am on it now. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And all of that was because somebody gave me that attention and then he gave me some real good dick and he dickmatized me, but that's another story for another day, y'all. But <laughs> because of all of that, Even though how we ended was kind of fucked up, I took the good and I'm going to hold on to that good because I don't want to go back to that dark place. So now my question to you is, do you think my spinach Mm -hmm. is sex or would you think that maybe I was just going through a period of time where I felt lonely because I I felt worthless. I felt like nobody wanted me. Um, I was getting like down on myself about my weight and now... I look at it it's just like I love everything about me except my weight but I ain't ready to do shit about it right now so (laughs) fuck that shit it's just gonna be there so (laughs) but for the most part it's like I'm back to me and I don't know if other people can see it but I'm back to that person that I was before I went into that deep dark depression and it was just like so what do you think do you think my spinach would be sex or physical touch or do you think I just had a a, a, a time in my life where it was just like I would just I had some downtime.
1: I mean, what you got to bear in mind here, and and for your audience, let me clarify this. Mm-hmm. Um, my educational background is in psychology. I have a master's in psychology. I have taught psychology, even though you mm-hmm. know currently we have a job we have, right? And I'm, I'm not you know currently educating in that field. And but he
0: know too much about crazy shit like he the type of person you will ask him something and he just spit it out and you like how the fuck you know that who knows this shit Brock how many people got your last name 10,000 Brock how many people just has your name we are okay
1: just me and a a dwarf from Norse mythology that forged Thor's hammer
0: (laughs) why the fuck would somebody know this shit like if you ask me how many people got the last name smart I don't no I don't care but to know that you know something like that but anyway continue (laughs) Uh,
1: so my point in in throwing my credentials out there and and, uh, what we call it the the fallacy of appealing to authority Um, (laughs) but without you know uh, what do you call it mental masturbation jerking myself off over my own intellectualism Mm -hmm. Um, so what you bring up is a valid point which is this There's no such thing as a person who will not go through a down period. And everybody has, you know, whatever particular set of flaws, either that they see in themselves or that are objectively there. Mm -hmm. I have a bad temper. I can't stay away from pussy. Um, (laughs) And usually if I'm not getting one, the other is getting worse. Right. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) So, um, you know, point being... um, you know when you have when you have something that is uh, kind of a thorn in your side like that, it it doesn't necessarily have to be like like you said it doesn't have to be a lack of physical touch it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be um, that you're lonely for a particular reason like me I can't deal with heartbreak. Uh, mm-hmm. You've seen how bad yes. I get when my heart gets broken. Yes, and. Um, I mean, when I say I walked to the ledge, I mean, I walked to the literal ledge, looked down and went, how bad would this shit hurt? Mm. And um, that's a scary feeling. That's a really scary feeling. But point being, um, I have said that about three times now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's like uh, uh, one of our old co-workers, I'm not going to name names, but she had a a, a beautiful way of saying, short story long. uh, What the fuck? I'm not going to name names, okay, no, yeah. she's not with us anymore, but she, I, I love her.
0: Okay. Um, Hello. She ain't with us as in work with
1: us? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. She, she's saying, still with she us on earth <laughs> okay. in the world of the living. She just okay. ain't with us at work. Okay. Um, so with that, with that being said, when you, when you're taking into account whatever flaws, so if you, you, you could just be going through a time where you're, you feel like, I don't know what my next step is. I don't know what my vocation is, which, you know, you're calling. That yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like now you're, cre- you're a creative person. Right. So what we do is a way to get by, but it's not going to be something that's going to sustain you forever. It's going to pay your bills. Right. But it's not going to sustain you forever. Now we have people that we work with that truly love what they do. Yes. And that's fine. And more power to those people because I want to wake up. And feel like what I'm going to do every day is what I love to do. Right. And the thing the thing that has made what we do more enjoyable for me mm-hmm. is the people around us.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Now, when I come home, I don't want to fuck with y'all no more. Right. <laughs> but, but when I'm at well, work. Well, thank you for inviting me over, Rob, <laughs> so we can do this. Because I get it. <laughs> but when we're at work, that helps me get by. Yes. It gives me an outlet. Particularly when I'm going through down times mm-hmm. where there are times some of y'all I don't want y'all to fucking talk to me. There are certain people that when I'm in a dark place, mm-hmm. get the fuck away from me. Mm-hmm. Wait for me to come to you. Right. Now, in your situation, um, <clears throat> do I think that sex is your spinach to, to, to come back to the point to, to come back to your question. I don't think sex is your spinach.
0: Okay.
1: I think that having a way to express yourself Is your spinach. I think that sex, while your your primary love language may be physical touch, Mm -hmm. I think that there are times where you may rely too heavily on it Mm -hmm. because you don't like to be emotional with people. And so the real problem isn't I'm having too much sex or I'm having sex with too many people. It's I'm trying not to invest my emotions in anybody and then wondering why I feel lonely.
0: Oh damn, that's
1: deep. So on the other hand, when somebody's you know when somebody's coming after you, we were talking earlier today right. about emotional un- unavailability, right. right? When everybody, first I don't know why I don't know if it's uh, I could probably hazard a guess that it has to do with uh, the vast majority of Americans have insecure attachment patterns because mm-hmm. of the way our culture is set up, um, we have. And, and particularly this, this specific kind, which is ambivalent and secure attachment.
0: Okay.
1: Which is to say that we seek comfort, but then resist it. I'm chasing this emotionally unavailable person because it will make me feel comfortable if I get their attention. But when somebody who is emotionally available comes to me and says, I want you, then we turn, we, we turn them away. Because I don't want you to give me the comfort. It's not that I dislike you. It's not that I don't want comfort. It's that you are not the person that I'm, that I'm willing to invest this attention in because I want my comfort. It's like me and my best friend. She pisses me off because she never spends time with me. Right. So when I feel lonely, mm-hmm. it's not because other people don't want to talk to me. It's because either my best friend doesn't want to talk to me or... You know, or spend time with me at a particular moment in time. Mm-hmm. Or one of the girls I'm seeing, young ladies, women, I'm, I'm an adult now, I'm going to say right. women, not uh, juvenileize them. <laughs> uh, who, one of the young ladies I'm seeing is kind of pushing me off to the side. Now, in the same token, shit turns me on. It makes me anxious. And we have this, we have this thing called uh, misattribution of arousal. And all that means is that... And, th- and it's really the basis of addiction is misattribution of arousal. What it essentially means is that your brain starts to interpret one form of arousal. And it, that doesn't mean sexual arousal, but mm-hmm. neural activity. Uh, it starts to confuse one for the other. I'm angry. I want to have sex. I'm anxious. I want to have sex. That's me. Okay. I'm, oh, I'm happy? Let's fuck. I'm anxious? Let me go watch some porn. I'm angry. Let's fuck. Like everything comes back to a particular, a particular area right. for me, right? In that way, and so what you kind of have to uh, bear in mind and be aware of is: is this thing is this a thing I'm doing because I want to do it and it's positive mm-hmm. and it's enriching my life, or is this a thing that I'm doing to make my life easier? Right. And and it's never gonna be it's not gonna be easier in the long run, because um, then you're still gonna have to fix the, the problems and complications that come along with doing that thing. Of course, of course. Um, so with your situation, is like I said, as far as the emotional availability, unavailability, unavailability thing, mm-hmm. the uh, ambivalent attachment patterns thing. If you like, you were talking about the guy. And you were you were expressing some frustration with that situation. Right. I want his attention. Why is he not giving me that attention? Right. If I get his attention, I'll feel better. Mm-hmm. But as it relates to that dark period you were going through, that down period,
0: right?
1: You can get elevation from a person, and not have to be stuck on them, and not consider them the reason that you're happy, reason season or uh, or lifetime.
0: Okay, so like in my mind, the reason that I, because after that dark period or after the dark period and me and him started talking and we're conversing every day, when I tell you I got to the point where Brock, I'm now back mentally to that place where I can own you, you know, I can own my own businesses or I can do this. I now walk with my head held high. I'm back confident like I used to be. Like it's so many things that just came back just from dealing with him and even though we're not dealing anymore it's like man fuck that shit i'm gonna keep this i'm gonna rock this shit out so it's kind of like well did he do that or was it just that down time like that like i'm trying to make sense of it what the fuck happened
1: i mean don't think of it as or i, I shouldn't say don't X, Y, and xyz mm-hmm. but consider you know take it into perspective you're in a down place, right. right? Let's say you're. Let's say you're hungry or you're thirsty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, th- yeah, let's go with hungry. So you're hungry. You haven't eaten all day. Your blood sugar crashes. Damn, I got a headache. My hands shaking. Mm-hmm. I- I'm irritable, and you know you can't get so you can't get a meal until nine nine p.m. because right. you're too busy. So what you do is you're you're driving. You see a gas station. I'm gonna pull over at that gas station, get a bag of chips, and and. Uh, Down here, they say soda, but I'm from Michigan, so we call it pop. Pop. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pull over and get a bag of chips and a pop. And uh, now what that pop and that bag of chips do is sustain you just enough to get to where you really want to be. They lift you up out of that blood sugar crash Mm -hmm. so that you can get back to a stable place to, to get to where... You really need to do the thing that you want to do, or really do the thing that you want to do, or need to do. They get you in. So this is when we were talking about uh, medications earlier with another coworker of ours. Right. The idea of a medication isn't it's going to solve the problem. It's to put you on a level enough playing field where you can solve the problem. Gotcha. So with this guy, he didn't cure you. He was just a snack. He was a snack. Now that you got the snack, you have the energy going. and the power to cook a healthy meal that's going to really feed you. And that's what you're talking about when, You know, when we're talking about how you feel in your spirit and all that stuff. Right. He doesn't, nobody, for one, nobody can completely feel your spirit. Right. But even if they could, even if he could, that wouldn't be a safe way to go about it because that's placing Dependency. all your investment. Yeah. You might as well do heroin. Right. You might as well, you know, you might as well uh, uh, snort coke, because all you're doing is everything that's going to make me feel better is going to be that. Right. So by having that snap, you know, I love talking about people being a snap. By having that snap, <laughs> right. you get out of the, the, the crash
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then you... Now, all right, I'm not, so it's 6 p.m., I had that bag of chips and that pop, and I can make it till 9 now. And when I make it to 9, I'll have my confidence back, I'll have my energy back, I'll have my vitality back. And that's where, because the bag of chips isn't you, right? Mm -hmm. When you cook, you put your foot in it, right? Hell yeah. So the bag of chips isn't you. You eat the bag of chips so you can get back to being you. The bag of chips is just the stepping stone. Oh. You still gotta cross over to the other side of the lake. You
0: better preach, bro. <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. Ain't that right, Zoe? She, your daddy preaching. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, but that's some real shit though. Like I I've talked to so many people and nobody has broke that shit down and made me see it that way. So now I sit the way that I see it now is just like he was here for a moment. That's it. Because I needed to get back right. And now that I'm back right, now I can keep it pushing. Now I can go. Now I can, you know what I'm saying? I can, I'm thinking clearer. Like, it's, it's fucking amazing. I feel so good.
1: But there And there's so many things like that. Like I said, our job. Which don't get me wrong, I don't hate our job. Right now that I'm getting, now that I've gained more confidence in it, despite it being so far outside of my skill set, mm-hmm. you know it can be enjoyable sometimes.
0: It is,
1: and especially when I get a particularly belligerent person on the other side <laughs> of the phone, right? And I get to hand them their ass, right? But, this is stupid, but, but I get it. Yeah, but point being. It's a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Even, if you, even if you wanted to get to being the president of a company, the CEO of a company, it's still where we are right now is a stepping stone. It's yeah. just meant to suffice. Right. It's just meant to be that uh, oasis in the desert until mm-hmm. you get back to a place with, with until uh, you get back to civilization. Like the
0: alchemists. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, that's actually a, a Jungian thing. Carl Jung came up with the idea of psychological alchemy, which is just transformation.
0: Yo, you read that book?
1: Uh, No, I. Young was something we had to study in school.
0: I have that book. I'm going to bring you that book and let you read that book. I read it in one day. It's it's not a big book. It's a little thin book. But Brock, when I tell you, it touched me like that was a snack. Because after I read that, I was ready to go. So I think time, yes, time is winding down. But that right there, I like that. Who whose own is that?
1: Um, so I got that for my twenty second birthday. It's a banner. It's a Buddhist banner. Uh uh-huh. And it's uh, for for those of you since you can't see it, it says there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. Now and and I wanna I wanna add this as a caveat because I know we're about to uh, I know we're winding down. Right. I have really I have really bad bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And one of the toughest things about that is you spin, because it's a mood disorder and it can throw you in so many different directions, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you're constantly looking for a way to stabilize. Right. You're constantly, and you're like, the mentality of, and and it's not just me, it's uh, other people I know who who are suffering through the same thing, is in one way or another, we're trying to find the spinach. Mm Mm-hmm. But the spinach has to be itself. You can't... You can't... take. You can't force something to be the spinach. Right. Uh, you can't take kale and say that's spinach. True. You can't take water and say that's spinach. Mm-hmm. They have different chemical compositions. Right. And so when it comes to the, the happiness being the way, when you're constantly looking for a way to be happy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you don't... you. That's that's external. You don't develop the skill of happiness. I think the thing that that's difficult for people to understand uh, in general in life is that happiness is really more of something you develop as a skill. It's, it's something you cultivate, and that's what the Buddhists believe: is that it's not about a emo- It's not an absolute. Uh, it's not just an emotional state that comes and goes, mm-hmm. but a skill that that of of really resilience. That means that despite my suffering, I can find joy. Right. And so for someone like me, that's important because I don't always know. Actually, more often than not, I don't know how to find joy despite the suffering. Mm -hmm. And that's how I ended up with, is sex something that empowers me or is sex something I'm using as a crutch to get by? Right. And more often than not, it's the latter. And I wish I could say it was the former, right? Because it does feel empowering, mm-hmm. but it's empowering the same way that anger is empowering. I'm exerting control over my environment by releasing control right. from myself. Now, sex, I'm exerting control over the person that I'm having sex with Right. in a, in a sense, you right. know, not not in a you know any aggressive sense, mm-hmm. uh, any any uh, inappropriate sense, I should say. Right, but. What, what it comes down to is, uh, you know, the, the same adage, you can't buy happiness, blah, 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 all mm-hmm. those things, is that ultimately, don't just, we, we, we think of happiness as like, oh, if you do this, you'll be happy, and oh, if you think about this, you'll be happy, and if you have all these positive thoughts, happiness is something you have to develop as a skill, because it's something that you have to progressively, not just maintain, but hone, you have to sharpen it like a knife in your in your kitchen after you use it too much it gets dull right it has to adapt and if, it, if, you, if you let it if you let it stagnate then you won't continue to be happy right you're letting your skills become obsolete and so that's what that banner is essentially uh, is essentially trying to convey
0: that's what's up I really like that that speaks to me for some odd reason Um. So we're going to come to a close with this. Um, I want to thank Brock for allowing me to come over and, you know, talk to him. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, remember to eat your spinach <laughs> and I'm going to leave you with what the banner says. There is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. You want to say something?
1: um just make sure you know the difference between fresh spinach and rotten spinach man (laughs) because it makes a big difference
0: all right y'all well um you guys this is the end of this podcast i hope you all enjoy your night your evening your mornings whenever you're listening until we meet again holla
2: Hi, April Dion. This is Leela. Um, I first wanted to say that I enjoyed you and brock 's conversation on tonight about what is your spinach. My spinach um, for me, I would say there was many different things, and it was throughout different ages and stages in my life as a child. Um, I was an only child for fourteen years. Uh, But I did not grow up in a household alone. I had two cousins that were boys, so I I was the only female. Um, And I was sad a lot. I mean, I I wouldn't call it spoiled, but being an only child, I had some spoiled capabilities, I guess. But I was sad a lot, and so laughter was my comfort. It was my strength. And I used to clown around and joke around a lot. And you know I'm silly as hell. Goofier than a motherfucker. And so while I'm being goofy or whatever, I don't know. It was just, I don't know. We were getting to it a lot. And so me joning on them were ways of me just getting them to shut up and leave me the hell alone. And it worked. And I would clown in school, and people would laugh, and I would just live off of that laughter. And you know, life is too short not to enjoy it. And so, I just love to make people smile, and not necessarily just talking about somebody, because I can talk about myself. Can nobody talk about me more than I can? You know, I know me better than anybody. I can diss me. Your ass can't do it, but I can. But, um, as, and that stuck with me throughout my teenage years, you know, and still to this day, you know, I still enjoy laughter, but what is my, my strength now, what I go hard for now, and, and I didn't even realize is my son, you know, and I never wanted kids, but now that I have one and I realize there is there's just this love, this great power that I have, this protection. I'm his protector and and that's my strength and when I'm feeling bad or when I'm sad or when I'm going through and, you know, I'm just going through a divorce and I was really down, but my son was my pick-me-up, you know and he would just come to me and he, it rubbed off on him. I guess it's just he is my child he's so silly he keeps me laughing he keeps me rolling and that's my strength I, I go hard for that one and I kill a bitch for that one and I would dig you up and kill your ass again about him but that's my strength and I'm no olive but he, my, he's my Popeye my son is my Popeye. That's my, my muscle man. And mommy, uh, mommy fight for that one. So um, I guess I'll keep it short and sweet. I basically said what all I had to say, and I'm done now. And
1: thanks for letting me share. <laughs> the podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.